Let's try it one more time with bandwidth and... I'm going to start recording on my end. I'm recording on my end and I've got a new setup with the new computer. Oh, that's good. You got to hit recording on the Squadcast, though. I don't have no way to record on my end. Hold on one sec. I'll be right back. And it sounds good on my end. It sounds good when you're spanking my end. It sounds good. It's time for a new computer. It's time to sound real professional. I think I figured it out and I don't know how. I lucked out. I'm a piece of shit. I don't deserve this nice technology. I don't know how I got in this position where I have to talk three hours a week and then... I don't know why, but did. (laughs) Yes? It's bleeding over into my headphones. You got them loud headphones, dog? No, I got the noise cancelers. They usually don't do this. Well, mine are technically noise cancelers, but you got to turn them down. You got to turn them down. Mine are way down. I can barely hear you all. I don't hear any feedback. How weird. How, I don't hear any feedback either. And I was just singing loud as I can. Loud as I can. Are you hearing feedback on your end, Tom? Yeah, I'm going to start up. My man's got feedback. He doesn't know he should have a feedback instead of feedback. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> But uh, I'm putting oats in Tom's feedback, and oh, I'm going. Never mind. I know what it is. There's a goddamn garbage truck outside. They're taking out the garbage in Tom's house, and that means all of his takes are on the couch in the middle of the street. Y'all gotta hit recording on this squadcast. I didn't catch a move. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta hit t- record. Tom. I will go ahead and set the over under at six for how many times the internet drops out during this episode. Okay, I I um I'm gonna I'm gonna say eight. Darren's yeah. taking the over. What you what you got, Tanya? I'll, I'll lowball at five. You're taking the under. Okay, well. Okay. Here we go. Uh, welcome everybody to um. Oh wait, that's Terrence's job. Welcome to the show. Don't get ahead of your rhymes, bitch. It's time for the Trillbilly Show with your favorite guests, J.D. Vance and Tanya Turner and Tom Sexton. Um, Man, I'm sitting, I'm sitting here uh, tracking all these packages that I sent out, t-shirts and stuff. Yeah. And I sent this one to Boston, and for some reason they delivered it to an unknown address in Lexington, Kentucky. <laughs> What the hell? United States Postal Service? Is that who you're Yeah. Hmm. Trump did that Trump, himself just to Trump troll you. Uh, did you really mail somebody a pair of your, your scissors, Tom? I have no idea how that happened. I don't even own those scissors. <laughs> so one or two things happened. Either somebody's doing a little fast one just for a little, for the yuck yucks. Or maybe my friend Sarah, who has two kids and was helping me out, (laughs) maybe he got a little frazzled and put some... Those do look like children's shears, so possibly that happened. We're family (laughs) business here at Trillbillies. By that I mean we employ families at low wages. (laughs) Entire family. Very low. We make children work. (laughs) It's conflict t-shirts. We got children that are... Oh, God. Lord help oh, us. Oh, man. Welcome to the show this week, week of October 15th, uh, 2020. I wish you would stop saying that shit. You don't like it when I say that? No, I hate to know what the day is. I hate to know that we're in, in the middle of October. This is not right. Time's not real, and I don't appreciate it. I got to do that for future, for posterity. <laughs> See the thing is, is these episodes age um really, really poorly. poorly and so the only way that 
this is even going to be comprehensible to people in the future as if they know what was going on at the time. <laughs> uh, it still won't be. We have no memory. <laughs> They're not going to go look up what happened. Um, you know, so uh, in the past, I've tried to track down the earliest known historical instance of a devil's milkshake right you earliest yeah hmm. what you got so um the earliest one i can find and, and it's not even that long ago but i mean it does you know goes to show you well I'd like to point out that the earliest is probably the devil herself, which she probably, I mean, isn't that since how most things work, whoever it's named after, that's what I'd appreciate if you quit misgendering the devil, please. Uh, kiss my ass. <laughs> when she when she left heaven, she probably threw back some holy water she wasn't allowed to have and was like, see ya, suckers. You know, that's not actually in the Bible. It's one of the things that's not really in the Bible. It's like, you know, there's, we always hear there's like this great war in heaven and the devil and a third of his angels got kicked out. It's not in there. <laughs> there's plenty of shit that's not in the... <laughs> in the bible abortion not in the bible <laughs> well so you know as a historian as an enthusiast of politicians doing really wacky shit i have been interested in this idea of finding the very first historical example of a devil's milkshake now if for some reason you're listening to this and have no idea what that is well, not even really, we really know what it is. There has been a lot of debate recently and argumentation <laughs> on this podcast as to what actually qualifies as a devil's milkshake. Um, so the first known instance of a devil's milkshake, and if you want a little more information on this, you can go back to episode 134. It's called the devil's milkshake. But I think the very first instance of this might give us a little bit of a clue into what it is. And so... I, you know, I'm going to go ahead and posit that for it to be a devil's milkshake, the person has to be democratically elected. They have to be elected in a democracy. It can't, it can't be a monarch or a tyrant doing the devil's milkshake, right? Maybe, maybe you guys disagree. I don't know. If so, that would mean we can only go back about 300 years. <laughs> I have no qualms about it. It can't be a tyrant? That's what you're saying? Right, right. Because to me, there has to be this sort of dialectical relationship between the act and the idea that there is some brighter, better future. Yeah, it's all a It's a ruse. It's a foreclosing on any kind of democratic accountability. Dictators would have no interest. Exactly. In convincing anyone that they care about this. Exactly. That's ex- I'm with you. I'm okay, with good. You. All right. So on that note, then, this is the earliest known instance of one I can find. Like I said, it's not that long ago, but traveled in time with me back to the summer of 1973. Really? Yes, really. Um, That's the earliest one you found. So far. I know when the living was good and love was easy. <laughs> I'm with you. Okay, let's do it. Um, 73. Yeah, Doobie Brothers is playing on the radio. Um, Graham Parsons has just died in a desert. Oh, God, that's Um, terrible. 1973, uh, this is in New Jersey. Now, I know that there's got to be instances of this before this, but keep in mind, I've not been able to find them. And someone sent this to us months ago, and I've had it in my back pocket. I cannot find that person's name. So if you sent this to me, I apologize. Send me a message. I'll give you a shout out on the next episode. But this is all. This is in New Jersey, summer of 1973, in a little town called Glen Gardner. The mayor's name is Stanley Olenex. I don't know how to say his last name. He Olenex. Olenex. I guess O L E N I A C Z. Okay. Um, he Polishman. A Polishman, right? Um, there was a dispute in the summer of 1973. 
with the county that Glenn Gardner was in over water running down Main Street and who was responsible for it. While the county road supervisor, Richard Peterman, Dick Peterman... <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Wow. Dick, Dick Peterman. Dick Peterman. <laughs> Richard Peterman, but... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, man. Hi, I'm Dick Peterman. Dick Peterman. Um, he's the county road supervisor. Richard P- Peterman insisted at a borough council meeting that it was in fact sewage from a cesspool. Mayor Olenak said it was simply spring water. Peterman. Ch- oh my. Peterman God. challenged him to drink it. Drink it. So. Egged on by residents, along with a reporter and a photographer for the Hunterton County Democrat, the mayor took a glass, dipped some water out of the gutter along the street, and drank it. So to be clear, Dick said, suck it yeah. down. And the mayor did it. <laughs> and the mayor blushed. <laughs> The resulting photo and article made the front page of the Democrat that week, including his remark that the water tasted, quote, Kind of soapy. <laughs> oh my Are God. you serious? That's what he said? Yep. Pretty good, right? Oh 1973. Like I said, I know that there are instances before that, but that's the best one I can come up with. I mean, like, you know, because that that one fits in with all the classic iconic images, like Obama drinking Flint water or the Colorado guy whose name I'm blanking on at this point drink frat that, water. That, yeah, that, that is the archetypal devil's milkshake setup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Glass of water or glass of something. You don't know what it is. <laughs> do, you, do you remember the yeah. time, Terrence, we almost saw devil's milkshake live? There was one we almost witnessed live. The guy did not do it, though. He refused <laughs> to do the devil's milkshake. <laughs> well, if you remember, he was, he was, he was told to have a seat. <laughs> Relax a little bit. <laughs> By God, go pour me a glass of water. I'm drinking right now. That's what it was. Everybody <laughs> said, sit down. Sit down. We were over it. You, but you two were like, yeah, yeah, do it, <laughs> oh, yeah, do me, it. You better believe me and Tom were in the back like, our eyes were massive. We were like, yes. <laughs> I was joking well, for that. I hit him, Terrence. I said, oh, God, man, this is going to be great. This dude, for those who don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> Martin County, Kentucky had a massive, massive, massive uh, slurry pond spill. It's like all the waste runoff from when they mine coal goes into like basically a little man-made pond. Not a little man-made pond, a big man-made pond. And one ruptured and covered Martin County, Kentucky. So I think it was, what was it, three times larger than the Exxon Valdez oil spill? Mm-hmm. That's what they say. And consider Martin County, Kentucky is already... 25% of the land mass has been strip mined of the whole Yeah, and not, and not for nothing, Harvard owns most of it. Right, right. Yeah. Um, this is a whole case. This is a whole thesis. Yeah, this is a whole different thing. <laughs> Martin County. Sink Sink's there. Yeah, Sink Sink's there. That's where Kodak Black's currently locked up. Yeah. <gasps> really? Yeah. Are you kidding? No, nah, he's locked up in Martin County. You should try to go see him. Like Tom recently posted something about that, and someone online was like, "I'll have you know, he's in there for sexual assault." <laughs> like, okay, but man, all just, right, okay. Uh, so anyway, there was this guy that worked for the water department there. Me and Terrence were at this like little community meeting about the water because the water is so garbage. And, and, and another, also not insignificant tie-in. The guy that's the current head of the board of the U.S. Postal Service is from Inez, who's the the guy that runs the bank in Inez, Martin County. Oh, really? And we'll take it up with him about your package not getting to Boston. Yeah, go holler at that guy, not me. And uh, (laughs) the guy that read the water plant came in that meeting. He sat down, crossed his arms. He said, by God, he said, get me a cup. I'll drink it right now. (laughs) Yeah. This is right after a guy said that he got a flesh-eating bacteria from the water, and it, like, took a chunk out of his, like, back. Yeah, the guy is like, fuck. I mean, it's a a funny gamble to think about, because, you know, you see the machinery working in their minds where they're like, surely just a sip or two, I'll be fine, and it'll get these people off my ass. (laughs) Well, have you all ever seen it done in the different way where, like, activists have showed up? With the devil's milkshake and are pressuring someone I, I to drink it. I've seen that too. I've been a part of that. Yeah. 
I've seen that tactic. I saw I saw somebody that shall remain nameless slam a jug milk jug full of brown water on the table at uh power shift in Pittsburgh. <laughs> you bumped me in the garden, Tanya, because you didn't want to. Slam he said, You could buy this from any gas station in eastern Kentucky. I was like, that ain't right. What? <laughs> Mm. Oh Lord! Well, my favorite time was uh, with oh, uh, what's his dick who used to run the coal association? Oh, Bill Bissett. Bill Bissett, yeah, at O'Codger, they uh, showed up with a devil's milkshake to try to get him to drink it. I think he actually did. I can't remember how the you know, story it's, went. It's but... funny about the devil's milkshake. I, I was watching Mad Men the other night. There's a scene where Peggy Olson is like the Peggy Olson character is like. I want to create something of lasting importance. I want to create, I, I want to have a, I think she said like a tagline or a phrase or something. And in my mind, I was like, you know what? If nothing else, I've done that at least in my life. I have coined the phrase, <laughs> you... devil's milkshake. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> there is meaning to my life after all. Lord mercy. Tom gets we'll let Tom gets to claim y'all star. Yeah. That one may not That may not last. that may not have the staying power. That may not stand the test of time. I've been, I've been for even coming up with that. Yeah. Um speaking of y'all stars and Martin County, um there was a debate on Tuesday night that we probably should talk about. Or oh fuck! Or yeah. we could uh, look. This is choose your own adventure. We could do all kinds of. We can do whatever we want. We can talk about the debate. Well, actually, I have a clarifying question about Kodak Black. Okay. Is he really in for sexual assault? Because no one goes to jail for sexual assault. Certainly not. Uh, famous people, rich people. I, I have not. I have not. I've not even looked into his case. I think there was maybe something like that on there, but I, don't, I have no idea. He was sentenced to nearly four years in prison um, on federal weapons charges. Yeah, that sounds more like it. Um, People do not go to jail for sexual assault. Yeah, you're right. That is not a... At this point, it's hard. You'd be... Give me some evidence that that's a jailable offense because it just don't happen. Well, good. I can tell that person who tried to cancel us. Okay, never mind. Kodak yeah. Black did. Bye, Kodak Black actually did sexual assault. Sexually assault. Sexually. I'm sure he did. I'm not saying he didn't. So that's not what he's locked up. That's that. That ain't what he's locked up for. Okay, I, I see now. Anyway, anyways, um, a lot to talk about this week. A lot to talk about this week. We got a lot to cover. So I hope you're happy. I hope you're prepared and strapped in. Um. Because we've got a lot on the agenda. First up, we have dropped uh, just yesterday, as of Wednesday, the trailer for the new Ron Howard movie, bitch. Oh, God. I thought we we had drawn a line in the sand that we weren't going to fuck with it. We did, but when the Lord shows his bounty on us, we might as well eat. Well, I don't really want to. We don't really have to talk about it because what what else is there to say about it? But there was let us think. There was a hilarious. Um, there were a lot of really funny responses. I mean, every time that they, you know, I mean, I can only imagine how bad it's going to be when they actually release the film. But just the trailer alone set off twenty four hours of unmitigated weighing in on Appalachia, which was always fun. Um, yeah, I'll tell you how I know something like this has popped off is I start getting tagged in, uh, I start getting tagged in on Twitter in tweet threads about the real Appalachia. <laughs> People love to tag, People love to tag in. They're like, yeah, hop in here. Come on. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you want, no, it's always like, oh, if you want us, if you want to check on the, up on the real Appalachia, follow these accounts. It's like, honey, if you've come here for real Appalachia, you've come to the wrong goddamn place. I do not have much to offer um, you. Tanya, is this Tanya's first admission of, of joining the Petty Bouge? <laughs> oh my God. Sure. Take it as you want. Just leave me alone. <laughs> Well, 
I it's I always know something's up when you go to bed and the most interesting thing happening is I don't know LeBron won the championship or something like that, uh-huh. and then you wake up to the Minchies full, and then you go, uh oh, right? <laughs> yeah, something. Well, I mean, I really do. Anytime I have a ton, if I've not been on Twitter a lot, and anytime I get on and I have a ton of notifications, my heart sinks. I saw. My stomach starts hurting because some... I just know it's some it's some trillbilly massacre. I saw someone dunking on JD Vance, and they were like, "He's so bad." This podcast dedicated their entire worldview to refuting him, and I was like, "Oh man, <gasps> huh? oh. Oh, don't put that on me, bro." Oh, no. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, we just did one. <laughs> I'm just the thoughtful coal miner. Okay, that's I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm just the Baptist coal miner. I'm the Baptist coal miner. <laughs> Oh, damn. Fucking A. But there was a really funny take I saw uh, from Jacobin Magazine of all places. This one was pretty funny. Um, don't watch Hill- Hillbilly Elegy. Listen to Dolly Parton instead. The way it was worded was funny. It said, why would anyone seek answers about life in Appalachia from a right-wing former venture capitalist when they could put on a Dolly record instead? And it's like, you could just reword. you could just reword that sentence to say, why would anyone seek answers about life in Appalachia from a right-wing former venture capitalist when they could just Period. when they could listen to a prevaricating, cowardly uh, regular capitalist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good God. Uh, which begs begs the question here: Was Dolly? Do you think Dolly's mentions were full of people asking her to chime in on JD? I doubt well, it. We need. I mean, it, it, it's it's emblematic of these times we live in, in which, and it's the same thing when people try to tag you in the stuff. Like when they see something that they don't like, or see something being represented in a way that they don't like, they immediately have to construct another sort of shibboleth or myth or whatever that can go to battle with that in the arena of discourse. So it's like, oh shit, JD Vance is getting attention. Well, I deploy Dolly and it's like Pokemon, you know what I mean? Like, so you throw out your Dolly Pokemon and then they <laughs> battle. Yeah, and, and and then like, if you're, you're like behind on the times, you don't know that Dolly don't get it done anymore in that arena. Right, so that's why people throw out us, but you know, the Pokemon ball opens and I just crawl out, you know, frail and I'm smoking a cigarette and I'm like, yeah, this is no. a... <laughs> you're smoking a cigarette and hitting an inhaler because you can't smoke cigarettes if you have asthma. I stumble out with chest pain. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tag us in, is what I'm saying. Don't deploy us because we're yeah, not. Tiny oh, oh. pops out in a hot tub just kicking her feet up. Yeah, I was about to say, I roll out half naked slinging tarot cards right. at people. That's my right. only. I'm trying to slice yeah, heads off like with Gambit. tarot card. Hello, Gambit, and you're fucking throwing tarot cards. <laughs> the pro- what what I'm actually getting at about don't come to me for answers about the real Appalachia is because there's not a real Appalachia. <laughs> this is all just ridiculous. <laughs> this is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Oh, I agree. That's why my take on JD Vance is like, who cares? I mean, whatever, dude. <laughs> Well, what's crazy is like Net- Netflix is just, to- I mean, they're just, I mean, it's obviously they're just trying to make money, but on the same day they dropped this, uh, <sighs> this fucking um, trailer, did you see they announced that they are turning the book cast into a Netflix film is- too? Cast. I've not heard of it. By Wilkerson. What's, what's her name? Cast. Shit. The book cast. You haven't heard of this new book that just no. came out by Danielle Still. <laughs> oh, by Dean Coots. <laughs> Come on, you dumbass. Hey, speaking cast. of, what's it called? Not on yeah. Cast, like cast system. Oh, oh cast. cast. With an e I still haven't heard cast. of it, but I know what you're talking about. And Ava DuVernay, got it. Gotcha. What about? Okay. Um, Isabel Wilkerson. That's the. Anyway, it's just. Um, I mean, I haven't read Cast yet. I have it on my wish list. Somebody can go buy it for me. That'd be great. Um, but uh, it just seems like a pretty different take on the world than what OJD's is. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like Netflix cares about any of this. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, no. I care. mean. It- 
they have no interest in any of these storylines. Oh, definitely not. I mean, I, 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 obviously, Hillbilly Elegy is just being made so Glenn Close and Amy Adams can get Oscars. And if they do, more power to them. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> and uh, I know we're on. But... I mean, I, I, I mean, it probably is smart money. It's on the, it's, it, it spent how long on the bestsellers list? Oh, a long time, yeah. And I mean, I don't, I, I personally don't know another bestseller that's hated by so many people, but I'm sure there are plenty. <laughs> I just don't know anything about bestseller lists or books at this point. It, it's, it's, it's really funny. Um, because I was like sitting sitting here and I was thinking about JD Vance. I was like, man, uh, you know, surely there's something profound to say about this. And I was like, and then it like hit me like, well, we already did that. I mean, <laughs> I literally forgot for However, a few minutes that we had done that. I will say that it was kind of double depressing for me because I've had multiple friends in the DMs and in group chats that are like, oh, can't wait to hate watch this with you guys. And that just makes, that's just a, convinced me that we have taken such a bad turn <laughs> <laughs> that we truly have so little joy in this world that we are already planning to hate watch something together <laughs> that we hate and actually don't want to watch. Here's what I love. Here's what I love, though. Yeah, we're saying that, but you know in the back of your mind you're licking your chops at the idea of watching this shit. <laughs> I mean, I love I love Glenn Close. Okay, love that's what it is. You're a Glenn Close fan. I am I can't believe it's Glenn Close. I did not know. I did, I I was watching it and I was just like, wait, who is that? She looks like uh, she looks like Claymation. Glenn Close. Yeah, she's been transformed. She has been transformed. <laughs> well, that's why I say that this is, uh, I mean, not an original point by any means, but it's very obvious that it's just Oscar bait, right? It's just the, I yeah. mean, like, anytime you present a film where an actor gets to, oh, I don't know, get addicted to drugs and lose a lot of weight. Like that, actor Hollywood actors love that. They're like, that'll get me an Oscar. That's what I need. Finally, well, they they have to play someone so deeply, like true, like actually diseased, so deeply, actually unwell, uh-huh. and that's how they. That's how they're just like so excited to depict Appalachia. It's just like deeply unwell. <laughs> Which it is. Don't get me. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, well, yeah. In this economy, sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. In this healthcare system, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, once again, I, I really don't really uh, care. But the 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 trailer was pretty funny because the the quote about it that was going that was making the rounds that everybody was laughing at was <laughs> uh, the Mima played by Glenn Close was like. There's three kinds of people in this world. Good Terminator, <laughs> bad Terminator, and neutral Terminator. <laughs> like, what? Is that even in I the book? I don't remember it being in there. I, I feel like I would remember that for some reason. Um, But, you know, I don't know. Uh, I do, I do want to see if... JD, do you like to suck cock? Makes it off the cutting Yeah, room I was floor. about to say, I really <laughs> hope that Meemaw says, do you like to suck cock, son? And he says, Meemaw, I'm flabbergasted. That's the line. <laughs> well, I was flabbergasted. Uh, Meemaw, what is it about, what is it about my, my presentation makes you think that? <laughs> you know, I think it, although it is an interesting choice, what, or is it? Have they? Is this a narrated film? Is JD narrating? I, I don't know if I got that out of the trailer or not. I bet. I bet he is. <laughs> it has to be a narrated film, yeah. I guess because I, I was gonna say it's a pretty bold choice that they're not gonna have JD narrating, but he probably is. This shit looks like it's like gonna be like the Buttercream Gang or Rigoletto or one of those type movies. <laughs> I used to love that. So shit. Where was it shot? Did y'all say it was shot in Atlanta or somewhere? Yeah, they were shooting it last summer when we were down there. It's crazy. Um, check out this tweet. Check out this quote from Trump. I just saw. 
Trump is talking about his son getting coronavirus. My Baron, my tall Baron, he's very tall. My beautiful Baron, oh. handsome. He's handsome, oh but my beautiful Baron had it. He recovered like so fast. I said, wait a minute, how long did that take? <laughs> oh my, God. my beautiful Baron, he's so beautiful. Hey, does Harris, did Harris get COVID? Oh, Kamala? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I, I saw on the news that she was quarantining over something. Maybe she just got exposed. Uh, maybe it's because she was at the debate with Pence, who is rumored to be. Oh, did Pence yeah. get it? Well, I mean, that's that's like that's what they're saying. So, God, did you see this Trump oh. quote? Someone said to me the other day, you're the most famous person in the world by far. I said, no, I'm not. They said, who's more famous? I said, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Beautiful Jesus, my beautiful Jesus. I don't know how. My beautiful Jesus, he's always tall, he's handsome. He's so tall and handsome. They him put him on the cross. Don't know why. <laughs> oh my God! Nobody knows. Nobody knows, Nobody knows they why put, they killed him. They, they, I would have never let it happen, folks. I would have never let him go they, down. They put a spear in his side, and all of his insides came out. Then they put, they rolled the tomb. Did you, did you see them roll the stone oh, away? He, he walked. Horrible he stuff, there. folks. Exactly. Horrible stuff. Im- imitating our enemies. This is just the bottom of the barrel. We continue to his, scrape. His clothes were left. They saw the marks on his hands. Timothy cried. Do- Thomas doubted. Doubting Thomas. He didn't believe it. Thomas didn't believe it. That's why they, they called Thomas. They for his robes, folks. They gambled for his robes. The man said. They, were, I, they left him in their nudes. <laughs> you know, Terrence, I do appreciate you dig, trying to dig up the earliest devil's milkshake. But I believe, I don't know how anyone will ever top the devil's milkshake of intentionally getting COVID on the libs. <laughs> Did someone do this prior to 1973, Tanya? <laughs> No, it won't. It ain't the first, but it has to be the craziest. So you think that's why he did it, huh? You think he did it to? I mean, uh, not necessarily, but people are. His, his... <laughs> people are definitely getting COVID just just so they can go around and beat their chest. I'm in Tennessee right now, and it is very disturbing. I went out last night to the grocery store. The grocery store, as a company, the Food City, has a mask policy, but. There's not a mask mandate in the state. And people who live where, the, I mean, there are people not wearing masks where we live, sure, but it's a minority. And, but here I went to a drive in to order a, a little greasy spoon, a little greasy burger. And I looked in there and no one had on a mask. And the girl came to my car with no mask. Have you, have you like, seen the, the photos of Trump's rally? He had a massive rally in Iowa last night that apparently, Violated all of the White House guidelines as to what to do about COVID, but there's photos of it, and there's just thousands and thousands of people just packed into a you know a tiny. With no mask. I mean, some of them are wearing masks, but not most of them are. Still packed in. (laughs) God damn. Oh Oh my god. COVID. COVID is like spiking in forty something states. I saw this thing yesterday that said that. Most of the new, it was in the Washington Post, like most of the new COVID cases and deaths are in red states. And that, that, you know, so it's kind of a, it kind of fucks with your head a little bit because for me, if there's only one reason to vote for Biden, and, and for me, it only comes down to this the only really reason to vote for Biden is like maybe a new administration would be able to do something about this. Maybe they'd be able to tamp down on this, get a handle on it. But like when you read stuff like that, and we've pointed it out before on the show, but it's like, how, how do you expect COVID to go down when you've still got all of these red state governors and administrations who don't give a flying fuck about it? They're incubating it. And so it still spreads everywhere. <laughs> I don't know if there's a, anything that a Biden administration could do. They could do a nationwide mask mandate, but none of the fucking governors or states are going to respond. They're going to yeah, be like, it'll just be like another one of those things where they're like, "Oh, well, this is going to go to the states," and then some limp dick would draw it out in the courts just to make some sort of fucking point about it. Yeah, I mean, the the way that I keep viewing it is that like, you know, I've had a lot of people, I've had a lot of talks with people about this recently. Like, the only way I can look at it is that 
our fate on this was drawn up so long ago. Like the the outcome of this was written in stone long before we ever probably before we were ever born. There's nothing we could have done. God knew. God knew COVID was coming and if it's my time, it's my time. <laughs> there are I love that shit. No, there are speaker pieces this week that are basically in that vein. They basically amount to that. It's just basically like well, this you know, God's in control here. There's nothing we could do about it. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. But really, Jesus has been at my will. But from a materialist standpoint, from a sort of Marxist standpoint, I do truly believe that there was nothing that I don't even think Hillary as president could have done anything about this. This was like it is so interwoven into the defunding of all of our public health agencies into our very culture around government itself and its ability to assist people and help people into the privatized health insurance that I don't think that it would have mattered who was in the White House or not. I mean, maybe maybe not, but I I, I do feel like this is a, a problem very specific to our political economy and culture in America that I don't think really would have mattered much one way or the other who was president. There's a lot of people in the Mountain Eagle this week are taking a decidedly more cosmic view. The coronavirus is a pestilence that is a sign of the end times. <laughs> Lying Democrats cannot stop the pestilences that will come on this earth. God is angry with the wicked doer every day. God made the oil and the coal, and it was made to be used. So we had better use all we can as quickly as we can, for it will all soon burn. <laughs> Republicans and Democrats need to get ready to meet God. Jesus is the answer. Thank you. What the oh fuck? God. It has nothing to even do with COVID. Yeah, imagine, imagine. Uh, let's let's reprise the war on coal, but make it COVID. Speaking of war on reprising the war on coal, this is a great segue into this. Speaking of reprising the war on coal, did you guys watch the debate on Tuesday night between Amy McGrath and McConnell, Mitch McConnell? I watched I watched uh, some of it, yeah. No, I, I watched a few clips of him like maniacally laughing. He is a freak. <laughs> he gets crazier looking every year. My God. Yeah, he's getting pretty, uh, he's getting pretty up there in age and senility. She was talking about COVID. I mean, in the same clip, she's like, you know, in the Marines, we we fucking get it done. We just get it done in the Marines. Yeah, she said, when you go into combat, you get a job done. Yeah, whatever, crazy shit. But I uh, heard that she pronounced that clout kills, and I'm not persuaded it does. <laughs> <laughs> she, Honestly, it just makes me feel good about myself and increases my chance of having sex. <laughs> Oh my god! That that was what she said on the debate stage. She said, "Tom Sexton's clout kill. It's killing us." <laughs> well, what was she really trying to say? What are you she was about? trying to say what she what she said was Mitch McConnell's clout is literally killing us. Mitch McConnell's clout in D.C. is literally killing us in Kentucky. Oh, that's it's not a bad line. The thing about McGrath, dude, it was a very very bleak. A debate because first of all, people claim she won. You agree? say that again. Did you give her the? People were claiming that she won the debate. Did you give her the W yourself? I don't know. I I mean, yeah, that's like uh, winning the battle, but she's gonna lose the war in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if it really matters. I mean, she definitely had answers and responses, whereas Mitch McConnell basically is just like vote for me. Is that why he was laughing? Because he didn't know what else to say? Um, I think he's just amused that anybody's running against him. And he's amused that, um, like, I think at one point he said, her campaign basically amounts to, I'm a Marine, I'm a mom, and this guy's been there too long. And uh, he said that. that. (laughs) And his campaign is literally, he said this multiple times, multiple times. But his whole thing is that if you do not vote for me, I am one of four people in D.C. who actually welds power, and if you do not vote for me, the Democrats will give power to Chuck Schumer, he will be majority leader in the Senate, and Kentucky will lose its ability to uh, pull its own weight around. And it's, like, so frustrating to hear him say that because we lose both ways, right? I mean, like, it's because, like, on one hand... 
he actually doesn't do shit for Kentucky, and we don't get anything out of our arrangement with Mitch. But on the other hand, the whole fucking country hates us. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> but on the other hand, and also uh, having Chuck Schumer at the wheel is what is meant, I think, when they say a fate worse than death. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, as a lifelong Kentuckian, I do not. It is. I do not remember ever seeing him debate ever. <laughs> I like. Terrence, as a historian myself, you with as a lifelong Kentuckian, I gotta wait and see what I can chime in with. There. As a as a eighteenth generation <laughs> Kentucky resident, uh, do, I mean, do y'all ever remember him debating anybody? Uh, he, he he debated Grimes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't remember. I mean, I went and saw her speak, and I don't remember. It was debating. pretty lackluster. I mean, but she's very much like McGrath. I mean, they're both very. I mean, they're both like McConnell, um, you know, not terrible at public speaking. Um, they they can think on their toes. McGrath is weird, though. Like, I think she sounds like Steve Brule, Dr. Steve Brule a little bit. She, at one point, she's like, strap. She was like, why don't you just strap a 120-ton jet to your back and land it on an aircraft carrier? And then we'll try that. Why don't you try that, Mitch? I mean, like, <laughs> I would say Grimes is, I would call her a good public speaker, but that's not a way I would have described McGrath. I don't say, I don't say she's good, but she's able. I don't know. She's, she just proved herself, I guess, because anytime I've seen her on the news or anything, she sounds like a fucking maniac. She sounds insane. Well, she, somebody described her cream colored suit, a buddy of mine, or shall remain nameless, as goddamn Sunday brunch clam chowder at Sizzler. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you put on a suit to clam, let's call her clam chatter and then go to the brunch why, why don't you land a big jet on the aircraft carrier Mitch, how about that why don't you think about that and Mitch is just laughing maniacally like that's how fucking boring and lackluster it was man Mitch is like are... Mitch at one point was like the whole thing was Mitch basically trying to say Caesar Amy McGrath is a radical socialist she wants medicare for all and then amy mcgrath going i beat listen i beat my candidate that wanted to implement medicare for all so there you go yeah, how about if that you're asking, if you're asking who won the primary between me and senator bernie sanders well look he's not up here on this debate stage <laughs> i mean she was referring to charles booker which is really fucking bleak that she's just like Look, I don't care. I beat the candidate with Medicare for all. Yeah, I'm going to diss the guy that's like the most popular man in Kentucky right now. (laughs) Who is campaigning for her, too? Yeah, who is actively... Dude, I'm telling you, man, you said it. It's just like with the Bernie Biden thing. It's like, you like... Then we have to ingratiate ourselves to these fucking swine is amazing. (laughs) Well, what it does is it shows any real interest in taking a political risk you know what i mean like there's nothing there's nothing left in the gas tank i mean for it to actually be a political vision for it actually to be uh liberatory it has to be articulated it has to be distinguished from the libs and and i was thinking about this a few weeks ago because i don't know if you guys saw this but there was a headline about how Biden this was right after Trump got COVID so it kind of got buried but there was a headline that said Biden wants to make Roe v. Wade the law of the land and there's you know there's a few things about this that I found very interesting the first is like I like everyone else would love for Roe v. Wade to be the law of the land now I know the Democrats aren't going to do that no fucking way they're going to do that but at the same time by their own standards by their own um, objectives and goals. Why do they say that stuff? This is what I can't understand. And this is why I don't think that they're like masterminds, political masterminds or geniuses, because they want two contradictory things. They don't actually want Roe v. Wade or the Green New Deal or Medicare for all or even, you know, uh, public option. What you, They don't actually want any of those things. But at the same time, they say that they do. And it's like, if you were really going after those Republicans, those middle-of-the-road, never-Trump Republicans, why not just say it? Why not just shed all of this fucking progressive baggage 
and say that you want conservative policies and stuff. Like, why do they keep doing this? This is what I don't, and again, this is why I don't think they're political masterminds or anything, because, like, they want two contradictory things. They don't, they're, they're yeah. speaking out of both sides of their mouth and they can't make up their minds. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, um, yeah, they, it, it's, it's weird because I think a lot, I think back to, like, it's like on the Republican side of things, like during W. Bush, like everybody that was like, oh, we have to, you know, um, every pro-lifer that was like, yes, we have to like vote for Republicans because, you know, we have to like make sure that Rose on the ballot and da, 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 and all this kind of stuff. And it's funny. It's like Bush had the executive branch. They had Sam Alito. They had like, you know, the Supreme Court. They had the Senate. They had the House. And wow, it's weird. Abortion still wasn't out long. That's weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they have to have those footballs just to, to toss. And it's the same thing with the Democrats. Like, if they really cared about these things, they would just be more assertive about making them the law of the land. And they're not because they have to have something to run on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all a wedge issue is. Well, it's really bizarre. I mean, it's like I was saying like they've committed themselves right to going after those you know on the fence republicans who who don't want to vote for trump now so why even make those gestures why even say we're going to make roe v wade the law of the land because that actually is against the electoral strategy that you're going for right if you really wanted to peel those republicans off why say stuff like that? You could just not say anything. Again, I don't. I don't really care one way or the other. I don't. I, at this point, I don't even have a fucking dog in this fight. But this is the weird thing when when people compare these current Democrats to Clinton and stuff, like third way and stuff. Clinton actually, a lot of people forget this. Clinton actually did campaign as a conservative Democrat. I mean, he campaigned on welfare reform. Yeah, he literally said, we're a different kind of Democrat than those squishier Democrats. Yeah, didn't he? He even had a, a slogan. I'm trying to find this, man. He even had a slogan when he ran in 92 about welfare reform, like t- about kicking people off after two years. Yeah. Wait, who? Bill Clinton, Clinton did. And, oh, and so I'm yeah. saying, like, that strategy worked for them. Why the fuck not just go back to that? I mean, like... It's again. It's really bizarre. I guess I maybe it's because the whole point is to keep the left marginalized and in, in their ideas out of the mainstream, and they can't do that if they're tacking to their right. You're digging too much into it, Terrence. I'm sure it was some donor told him he had to. <laughs> You're right. Some, some abortion enthusiast. You're right, Tonya. You're no. exactly right. Uh, have y'all watched any of those any of those hearings? Uh-uh. The Supreme Court I haven't. hearings. Have you? My sister was watching it a little like well it's I'm at my mom so it's like news is on around the clock somehow even when she's not here and it just keeps flashing shit about it. But did you see Lindsey Graham? Lindsey Graham called uh, segregation the good old days. Oh my god. <laughs> he literally said the good old days of segregation. And he was already asking a crazy question. He was like, to your knowledge, do you know of any conspiracies uh, to uh, uh, along the along the Republican something to return to the good old days of segregation? Oh, my. Talking about Brown. God. Well, that is what they want. That's what, he said. That's what he, he was trying to, like, get out in front of that or something. And I was just like, the fact that he's even saying this at all is so I'm kind of disguising it like he's just saying it in jest. You yeah, know what I mean? Like I he's kind of making a joke at it, but like secretly, yeah. you don't need to dig too far to know where that motherfucker stands. <laughs> Absolutely, it was just wild to even see. And of course, she said something about how she's like, "Oh, I've said in lectures that uh, I believe Brown is was correct." Oh, I don't even know. Yeah, they. Um, it's this idea of precedence. Um, yeah, and they think you know, and Kavanaugh said this too that. Brown was an example where precedence could be thrown out, but Roe v. Wade isn't. So, but they don't actually believe that in the sense that, like, I guarantee you if things got bad enough or 
or, or whatever. In 50 years, they would be willing to throw Brown v. Board out as well. But what they're saying is that yeah. it's like it's like their olive branch to the liberals. They're like, all right, we'll do away with pre- we did away with precedents in Brown, and we'll keep it. But when it comes to abortion and Roe v. Wade, just because it's there doesn't mean yeah. we can keep it. Make us choose. Well, y'all decide. Yeah. Do you yeah. want abortion, do you want abortion or, or segregation? <laughs> That is true. It's almost like it's almost like when the choose your own adventure. It's almost like when the, the the colonists were like carving up the Middle East and like trying to figure out who was going to be over what you know fiefdom of the Arab world or whatever. Uh-huh. It's almost like okay, listen, we got to we all got to have something to run on here. So you all run on uh, Roe, we'll run uh, Tom Brown, whatever. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. yeah, you can't have it all. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's um, it's pretty bad. I was just looking at the polling. It's a close race between Lindsey Graham and his opponent, Jamie Harrison, I think. According to Lindsey Graham, I've never seen a motherfucker on ice skates like him. <laughs> he's on CNN crying, begging for people to come out and vote for him. He's like, he's scared to death. This motherfucker's acting wild. He's like, he's raised millions of dollars. If you... He's ain't he the one that's floating the shit about Bernie about if he don't get elected, Bernie's gonna have the purse strings. Oh. Bernie Sanders gonna. You know what's funny about that though? Like th- that is one example I think of the Republicans like showing like they they usually ha- can like sort of read the tea leaves a little bit better than the Democrats can. But that is one glaring spot is like making the most the only guy that like even if you disagree with his vision all that stuff you have to like I, I i know reactionaries that give it up for bernie's principles you know what i'm saying like they're terrified of the prospect of bernie like ruling the world but like they don't think he's a bad guy or anything well and, like you're you're gonna you're gonna hinge it on like ragging on that guy yeah <laughs> and the democrats well, are the saying, same thing oh we vanquished him like oh that's a winning yeah, strategy yeah even though he's out here fucking chumping for him uh but he's saying that Graham is saying that if he that he's next in line to be to chair some something some appropriations committee or something I can't remember what he said one some powerful committee, but if he loses his seat, then the Dems will get it and the next in line for it is Bernie, which is ex- Mitch's line exactly about why people should vote for him because Chuck Schumer yeah. will be majority leader and it's like dude, yeah, I mean. But but Mitch's argument for that is very bizarre, because basically he's saying I give Kentucky the ability to I have clout. That's what he kept saying. Like I have clout, I, and that's why McGrath said his clout is killing Kentucky. But he was saying he's he was using the word clout for himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really wow. bleak though, because here's the thing. And while I was watching that debate, I realized this. It is so unfortunate that McGrath is the one running against him because he really is weak. He doesn't really have a whole lot of things to go back on because he's so corrupt. You know, he's kind of boxed himself into a corner. He doesn't even bring a whole lot of pork back to Kentucky anymore. Truly, like, what can he even say that he's right. done? Like, what, what can he hang he, his hat on? I mean, and for someone in office that long, that's pretty fucking he, pitiful. He hung his hat on. I shit you not, I was blown away when I heard this. He hung his hat on retraining coal miners and bringing coal. Yeah, no I was just like, are you serious? He said, he said, I'm bringing coal he, back. He was, he, what he said, let's see if I have it written here. No, no, he didn't. I don't he said that. that he, uh, let's see, I use clout to help our state. Um, take coal, for example. Obama destroyed co- the coal industry. I guaranteed health and pension benefits, and I'm providing retraining dollars. And it's like, it's so out of touch because oh, nobody here uh, fucks with Mitch. You will not find a Mitch McConnell sign in in Whitesburg. You might in Letcher County, but even then, I have McDonald's drafter. Yeah, there, well, there is yeah, that. Actually, they moved that that huge truck. They moved it. They must be moving it around. It wasn't there long. Yeah, so he, he's a he's a very weak candidate. I mean, like there was a point where I thought McGrath got him good on this one. Um, there was a point she got him. She, she actually got him, got him good. good. But this is the this is the thing about <laughs> McGrath is that like she can think on her toes and um, and debate with them. But uh, she's also has zero conviction, and so when she starts feeling compassionate about stuff, it's really hard to see 
her her she's a robot right so she she reads the room and understands that she's supposed to be feeling conviction at the moment but it runs up against her like you know uh motherboard her her hard wiring and so she'll stay stuff like yeah how she's been rewired by you know so so what point she got frustrated and she was like mitch mcconnell is a partisan complete weapon of a mess that's a direct quote i wrote wrote it down a partisan complete weapon Ah. of a mess (laughs) that is that's like word salad dude it was wow but she did get him at one point because they were talking about coal. I don't have I have no fucking reason why they're talking about coal. An industry that employs probably a thousand goddamn people in the state at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, and all the people who, you know, the miners who have, uh, who can speak firsthand on the, uh, the fake magic of retraining and who have lost jobs have, have mostly had to move. Right, they don't even live here anymore. No, they had to fucking hit the road to go find work. They're on fucking assembly line somewhere or fucking doing road work. That's where my brother-in-law is. He's he's in Cincinnati right now working like two weeks at a time before he can come home on a road crew. Man, the, such, the maddening thing about all that shit is if we had a halfway competent replacement, suitable replacement, like, like the way for... <laughs> Uh, and we don't think this way, but like the way people relate to politics is through elections. And we can't like the maddening thing is you can't look at, at Amy McGrath and say, well, this is a compelling vision that we might ought to take a flyer on. Now, uh, l- yeah, a perfect example of this is this right here. No, I'm sorry. I got to I got to I'll be right back. I'm on mute and I'll come okay. right back. Just carry on. With that a perfect example of this, Tom, is there was a point and I, I have to give her the point on this, even though she. It's not really a point. It's just point by default because she was in the arena. But there was a time where where McConnell says all this stuff like, oh, I'm helping the people in eastern Kentucky. And the moderator is like, well, what do you say to the people who've lost jobs in eastern Kentucky? And McGrath is like, uh, McConnell's dragged his heels on that. He hasn't signed the Reclaim Act, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like she, dra- she pulled out all that. Right. And McConnell goes, well... What what exactly he goes? I'm he deflected. He goes. I I uh, I'm interested to hear what uh you know fighter pilot over here. He kept fucking with her because she's a marine, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, but he's such a fucking cretin. I just cannot stand him. Um, yeah. but uh, you know, I'm interested to hear what her specific plans are for Eastern Kentucky. And then she launches into the most uh, off-putting wonky. Um, uh, Elizabeth Warren type response, you know that I'm sure we've yeah. all heard. If you've been in the nonprofit world long enough, you've heard, which is basically we've got to fix our infrastructure. We've got to put miners back to work, fixing up, uh, you know, reclaiming land, fixing strip mines, fixing the water in Martin County, retraining miners, all this stuff, you know, stuff that nobody cares about and they don't even understand half of what they're fucking talking about but it was a point in her favor because he had no response to it because what was his response to that his response to that was folks uh you've heard it here tonight uh if you want um if you want chuck schumer to be senate majority leader then you'll vote for me but um you know vote for her if you want chuck schumer to be senate majority leader in kentucky to lose all of its clout in dc and it's like he had no response to that because he's out of things to say so he's he, out of things to say. So what he does is he's made essentially, and I noticed this just like in talking to like guys that have been like conditioned to hate the Democrats. And I mean, a lot of it's for good reason, but the Democrats have made Pelosi and Schumer such hot button words, like triggering words uh-huh. that all their strategy is, is get out there, deflect on the deflect when you like are getting your ass kicked or whatever and say, Pelosi, Schumer, and then that's just going to embolden everybody against your opponent. You know what I mean? Because it's almost like a fucking, you know, fucking Schrodinger's cat or whatever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, I mean, it does, like I said, it to me it just exemplifies how weak McConnell is. So imagine, replay that scenario, and then put Charles Booker in that position instead instead of answering all those goddamn with all those goddamn wonky solutions you know it's like well we're gonna give people health care uh we're gonna help people stay in their homes we're going to help people thrive where they live 
and not have to move somewhere for work or all that all that stuff all, all the things that um are act that actually make sense to people rather than uh well we're gonna pass this reclaim act and it's gonna have 66.7 million dollars in it and uh it's gonna go to teach you how to code and it's going to go so you'll learn how to fit pipes on public sewer water systems it's like nobody gives a shit we're gonna man. we're gonna put money into retraining you to boring ass jobs that you hate <laughs> that pay less that pay that pay less than what Cole was paying 10 years ago yeah people are already working those jobs they're working like three of them at a fucking time like yeah make their lives enjoy. easier Let's more of them yeah oh, i'm back well you didn't miss much i i was just talking about how weak mcconnell is and how unfortunate it is that he doesn't have a good challenger because he'll win he will win this most likely. I mean, I could be wrong. Uh, but I was going to say, what do we do if we talk all this shit about McGrath and how nobody should give her money and then she wins somehow? <laughs> we can never show our faces in Kentucky again. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody will care. Yeah, you're probably right. It will be pretty wild, though, mm. if she won. I mean, I just don't even see... If, if Amy McGrath <laughs> beats Mitch McConnell... I will again have faith that uh, voting machines aren't rigged, which now I'm pretty convinced of. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm well. Uh, did you see this thing in, in California? I posted about this. This is like a California, like the California GOP is like set up these fake ballot boxes. Yeah. And they've refused to take them down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even like, yeah, the judges have like ordered them to take them down and they're refusing. <laughs> What's their claim to why they would do that? You know, like what? I don't even know. That's fucking hilarious. Like, what's the argument here? It's crazy. It's absolutely maniacal, but of course it's happening. Well, I mean, like, listen, it's like these people are the most unpopular people on the planet. And I think their whole sort of thing, like, you know, the jig is up with them. And so what they're trying to do now is just test the limits of judicial authority because they know it's like we, we made that joke. I think about that joke all the time about like the looters or the rioters or whatever they were saying. It's like, what's RBG gonna do? Like go out there and scold them and like make them go to jail? Like right. they have no teeth. These are a bunch of old fucking physically weak people, and they know that. Like they can like, you know, like well, there is. There... Uh, you, yeah, no, you're right. The thing is, is like. Essentially, the kind of government that McConnell wants is um, you remember you remember Old Testament in ancient Israel they had the judges. There's even a book in the Bible called Judges. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's literally the kind of government he wants. Like he just wants they they want. I mean, he his whole career has been leading up to this. They've completely um, defanged Congress. They've completely they've made it completely inefficient. It's not able to actually legislate or do anything. And they've moved legislative function to the judicial branch, <clears throat> and that's why they're so um, obsessed. And now with they're Kavanaugh. coming for that too. Yeah, that's why they're so obsessed, so obsessed with putting all of their people on it. Because what they want is they want a society in which society is run by a sort of elite, um, you the know, Sanhedrin con council from to use the Bible. Uh, yes, yeah, a Sanhedrin council. <laughs> People who aren't accountable to democratic pressures or accountability and who just rule based off of their own uh, biases and wisdom or whatever. That's what they want. Because <clears throat> it's exactly like you said, Tom. They know how unpopular they are. Yeah. This was their takeaway from 2012, right? They 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 issued the famous postmortem in which they were like, we've got to get more um, Latino people in into the Republican Party. We got to get more black people into the Republican Party. And then two, four years later, they've got Trump calling Mexicans rapists, right? So they, so they know that where their bread and butter actually comes from is the rapist and the racist, etc. But um, so they have to therefore, you know, find out a way to make government not responsive to Democratic demands. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I That's don't know. It. I don't know what you do to to uh, combat that. <laughs> combat that. I don't in 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 light of that, I mean, it it looks very unlikely that Bernie would have been able to do anything, anyways. But who the fuck knows, man? Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, I don't even know what to say about it, man. 
Yeah, well, 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 we're gonna hold Betsy DeVos accountable, is what McGrath said. <laughs> I was gonna say, good thing it's uh, quitting time. Yeah. We can just clock out, because we got nothing to say. Yeah, well, we come to the end of the show here. Well, we'll come to the end of the show. <clears throat> and uh, thanks for listening. Thank you. This is old man. This is old man Terrence coming by to tell you thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for voting for Amy McGrath. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, anything before we go? Guys, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm dying out of here. Um, uh, there are dueling, uh, presidential candidate rallies tonight. What's the over-under on new COVID cases? Biden's having a rally? An in-person rally? Yeah. Yeah. A town hall, I guess. There's no way they won't. They're having dueling town halls tonight instead of a debate. They're not. They're not going to debate. Uh, no, Joe wants to just let the the record stand for itself. I see. Classic Democratic maneuver. Well, I don't, to be fair, I don't think I'd go into a room with Trump. Like that motherfucker probably would. Try to, <laughs> he probably oh, would try to hug Biden. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Honestly, yeah, he's probably it's probably more about self preservation. <laughs> you imagine footage of Trump chasing Biden? <laughs> I, I was thinking about this the other day. Joe running. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. There are probably chuds with COVID that'll start weaponizing it and start spitting on people. And like, I can imagine like some chud cop pulling somebody over and like that person refusing to take their mask off. And then like the cop just spitting in their face or something, you know, if they don't. Shoot they already the are. Absolutely. When I was in middle school, there was like one of the satanic panic things. And like everybody said goths were running around stabbing people with AIDS infected AIDS knives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh my but God. MAGA people are actually going to start doing that with COVID. <laughs> yeah, like if if you were around for any of the satanic panic stuff of the eighties and nineties, the same people that were doing the satanic panic about AIDS needles are themselves doing the AIDS needles now, <laughs> but with COVID. But with COVID nineteen, right? You're right. You're right. Wow, stay away from those people, folks. I mean, that is the number one priority for the left right now. Just. Try not to get COVID. Do everything you can. Try not to, Try die. Not to die. God bless. <sighs> well, speaking of not dying, Tom, what are you doing at midnight tonight? So what now? What are you doing at midnight tonight? It's midnight tonight. Don't you have big plans at midnight? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to tee you up to plug Sturgill's new album. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't know what you Good Lord. You looking around, Fred? I got a camera. No, I was like, I was like, wait, am I supposed to be doing something at midnight tonight? <laughs> um, go check that out. Go subscribe to the Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Trobilly Workers Party. Uh, $5 a month. You'll get an episode every Sunday, and maybe even something more. We even had a bonus episode recently, so, you know, you never know what you'll get. Was it, was it only on the Patreon? Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's a good one, too. That's a home run. The front porch episode. That's the one I was stuck. Oh, did you drop the, oh, you dropped the front porch yeah, episode? With, oh, good. Well, anyways, um, and also there is a bonus episode we released on the main feed a few days ago with our friends at the Black and Appalachia podcast. So go check that out as well. That's a good one. Um, And check out their podcast. Um, And so if you two reprobates have nothing else to say, this is the end of the show. (laughs) See you in hell, boys. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bring a milkshake. (laughs) All right, bye.